Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Grin will pop it out. D'Angelo gets to it. He'll give it away. The Rangers storm into the cane zone. Send a cross shot. They'll score. On a turnover, Philip Heedle buries it. Passed on Tiranta. And with 12.53 left in the first period, the Rangers strike first in this series. Jesper Foss chases after it, and he'll deliver a hit behind the Rangers' net. Kane's trying to keep the puck in, but it'll be cleared out by New York. Chance for Mott to send it across. Right in on Ronson, he'll make the save. The Rangers working their way into the Kane zone. As Andrew Kopp, who came over from Winnipeg at the trade deadline. He's been outstanding. And the Rangers with pressure out in front. Ronta with a big save. Puck still loose. No whistle yet. There it comes in. And Auntie Ronta with his biggest save of the first period. Going the slot to the side of the net. And Ronta with the save. And another one on Hedl. Oh, mercy. Auntie Ronta keeping this a one-goal game. Now a chance for Slavin. He can't clear. Rangers out in front. Ronta with another massive save. And another one on Reed. Puck bounces high. Oh, he robbed Ryan Reeves twice. Jarvis finds himself alone. He's got a step. Comes all the way back. And Keandre Miller with an excellent defensive play as he eliminates Jarvis in front of Shesterkis. For Natchez too far, but it'll find Cole. Cole to the side of the net. Shot by Natchez one-timer. Shesterkin makes the save. Rebound is collected by the Rangers. Kako gets it to Jarvis. Now Svechnikov in the Rangers zone. His shot blocked by Truba. Gaines worked the puck, though. Get to the rebound. Out to Pesci, who comes in and looks front for Svechnikov. He can't pull the trigger as the Rangers come back. Kopp swats it away from Svechnikov. Another dangerous chance, but the Canes couldn't oh, put it on Svechnikov net. with room behind the Ranger net. Throws it out front. Natchez puts one right on. Shesterkin, another save. And the Rangers can only clear this puck back into the Canes zone. But the Canes have found something right now. And the fans on their feet here at PNC Arena. Bodies the puck behind the net, trying to get it to Ajo. Back to the point, Slavin with the keep it. Ajo centers it across, and Shostarkin gets across and makes an absolutely brilliant save on Darabinet. Can't play the puck in the Kane zone, and a breakaway for Niederreiter. And it's Shostarkin, and he hits the crossbar. Niederreiter had Shostarkin beaten, hits the crossbar. just throws it up for Ajo. Ajo's got a lane, and he snaps one off the crossbar. Rebound comes out to Shea. His shot goes wide. Oh, Ajo had Shesterkin beat, and that one clanks off the metal. Taravine now throws it out front. Ajo back in. He scores! Sebastian Ajo ties it at one with 2.23 left in the third period. He's able to make some change to the personnel. As Pesci gets it to Smith, his rocket doesn't get through. Knocked down by Truba. Smith gets the This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold.
presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Kane's Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Kane's Corner Podcast. I have chills. No, COVID is gone. These are good chills. These are the chills you want. To coin a phrase or to borrow from the late, great Jack Buck, I can't believe what I just saw. The Carolina Hurricanes were a pile of dog poo. They were the poop emoji for just about 40 minutes. And then, I don't know, hot foot, smelling salts, whoopee cushion, don't know. Human sacrifice? Maybe? I don't know. I didn't see uh, Stephen Lawrence on the ice in the third period or in the uh, whatever. I'm just kidding. And suddenly, hurricanes look like the hurricanes in the third period. The only thing that we didn't know was, was it too late? Could they break through? Could they get one? They could have had five. They got the one. And then Ian Cole, because, of course, Ian Cole. What are you worried about? I got notes. I got stuff. Game one, Carolina two, Rangers one. It's going to be a sleepless night in New York's team hotel. They did everything right. And Carolina got the one. And that's all they needed. All they needed. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hannon and his crew do a great job. You could say they are the Ian Cole of home improvement. I've never said that. Uh, I'm probably not even allowed to say that about Ian Cole, although uh, since Ian and I are very, very close, not really, but um, he's a wonderful human being. He's a mensch. We've talked about that with Ian. Uh, I don't think he would mind too much. I don't know. Maybe we can get him a bow window out of it. Uh, all right. A lot of things to do. I'm going to talk to our friend Brian LeBlanc, contributor to Kane's Country, uh, and we'll go through the game. And my gosh, can't believe Carolina won that game. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to hear him again. Taravainen now throws it out front. Aho back in. He scores! Sebastian Aho ties it at one with 2.23 left in the third period. He's able to make some change to the personnel. As Pesci gets it to Smith, his rocket doesn't get through. Knocked down by Truba. Smith gets the score! In overtime! Ian Cole wins it for the Take game one, two to one. Three minutes and 12 seconds into the extra session. Amazing. Amazing. We're going to hear him again because, well, we're going to. Uh, So a couple of quick things, thoughts about the third period and overtime before I go back to a couple of other points. Uh, And the first is, 
you knew that Rod Brindamore was going to change lines up. Uh, Carolina not generating much offensively, although I think it's worth re- remembering that Martin Natchez and Andrei Svechnikov each had pretty good scoring chances late in the second period. Natchez actually missed what I believe was a wide-open goal. Not quite as wide-open as Capo Caco missed in the third period. Woo! I mean, no goalie. The yawningest of cages. And he shot it wide. Stunning. Should have been 2-0. Uh, but Natchez missed a wide-open net from the uh, the left side of the ice. And then Svechnikov just couldn't get his stick on the puck right at the top of the crease. Had a great chance. All at the end of the second period. So I actually thought that the end of the period gave them maybe some hope. And again, in the second period, I think Carolina played very well defensively. Like, the first period was no good. It was no good really anywhere. There was just a lot of loose coverage. The turnover by D'Angelo leads to the first goal, the Filipino goal. Uh, just mistakes all over the place. Ryan Strom was allowed to, I, I can't even explain, like, just walk in on uh, Ranta. I mean, Auntie made a whole bunch of saves. It's the reason Carolina even had a chance to win this game. But in the second period, Carolina was good defensively. So at least they weren't giving up much. And Rod Brindamore looks at that as much as he looks at anything else. Yeah, they weren't generating a lot of chances, but at least they weren't giving up a ton. So the game kind of settled down to an extent. Then maybe the end of that period, a little bit of a little bit of a flurry, maybe matters. And then the third period was just, you know, he put the lines in a blender, except of course for Stahl. Niederreiter and Foss, that always stays together. Uh, but you saw Domi with uh, Kotkaniemi and Lawrence to start the period, so you knew it was going to be different. We knew we were going to have changes, and I think we all kind of figured, well, it's going to be Taravine and Anaho together with Jarvis, and uh, that line was just awesome in the third period. I mean, awesome to the point where I expect it to stay together. And I expect Svechnikov, Trocek, and Natchez to stay together. Unless they put Domi back up there, but Domi would have to play the right side, but that's fine. So, um, Natchez had his moments tonight. He wasn't always good, but he had his moments tonight. Uh, They just need to get him playing a little bit of a harder game. If he plays a little bit of a harder game, he's going to be effective. Uh, But, you know, he's obviously not the player he was even a year ago. Uh, but they they need something. They need something out of him. They need more out of Andre. Uh, Trocheck I think, has been good for the most part in the playoffs, but they need more out of Andre offensively. But uh, Teravine and Anaho together, just absolute magic. I keep saying it. Those two dudes, they share a brain. Uh, all right, a couple of thoughts before we bring in our friend Brian LeBlanc, uh, former managing editor of Kane's Country. For 40 minutes, this was mostly trash. The men in black were unrecognizable. They were slow. They almost had a deer in the headlights type of a look to them. They were stunned. They were careless. They were generous. And Auntie Ranta was the brick wall. Was the brick wall. The save, the toe save on Heedle. I don't know how that's not a goal. He made a bunch of really good saves. 
He stopped Heedle. He stopped Tyler Mott. He stopped Cop. He stopped Ryan Reeves, the flurry at the end of the period. No, it's just Ryan Reeves. I get it, but uh, Ryan Reeves is a professional hockey player. He had golden opportunities to score, and Ranta held it down. 27 saves, 933 save percentage, 4-2 and two in the postseason. So for all the people who keep telling us that the Hurricanes without Freddie Anderson, I just don't know. People, tell me you don't watch the Hurricanes without telling me you don't watch the Hurricanes. Auntie Ranta is not a problem. Just isn't. The only question about Auntie Ranta is, can he stand upright tomorrow? Will he be able to answer the bell in game two? Physically. It's not that he's not good enough. He's plenty good enough. Sebastian Ajo scores his first goal since game two. First point since game five. Again, reunited with Teravainen obviously matters. Um, it was an uncharacteristically bad Sebastian Ajo in game six. Did it have something to do with the Charlie McAvoy hit? Maybe. You know, we're just speculating. We have no idea. But he was bad in game six. Rod Brindamore told me he wasn't our worst player. All right, but he was in the running. And he shouldn't be in the running. But through two periods, nobody was good. But after the third period, you went, oh, that's nice. We got Sebastian Ajo back. So that's good. Uh, Then Ian Cole. First goal since January 22nd. That was the Jack LaFontaine start at New Jersey. First playoff goal in 50 games since he was with the Penguins in 2016. It came in game four of the Stanley Cup Finals against San Jose. So Ian Cole on the scoreboard. Wild. Ian Cole from Brendan Smith and Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Get out of here. Get out of here. Unreal. Last 20 minutes of the game looked like somebody got a hot foot. It looked like somebody just absolutely burned some sage. Do we know where Kyrie Irving was? Was he at Duke? Did he come back to Duke? Last 20 minutes, here's what the numbers looked like. 28 shot attempts, 4, 10 against. 12 shots on goal for five against. 16 scoring chances for six against. Eight grade A or high danger scoring chances for three against. The Rangers went almost the like the first half of the third period without even a shot on goal. They had chances. The Rangers had some chances, but Ronta stopped them or, you know, Alexi uh, Lafreniere hit the post. We saw a bunch of that tonight. Nino Niederreiter and uh, Sebastian Ajo each hit the crossbar on great chances. I mean, Nino probably should have tied the game about two minutes or so before Ajo did. But Teravainen had a great chance early in the third on a pass from Ajo that honestly Turbo whiffed on more than anything else. Uh, I know, you know, to the naked eye, it looks like a great save by Shesterkin, but Taravina didn't do anything with the shot. He really just kind of chunked it into his pads. Uh, But 
they woke up and they won a game that they didn't look like they were ever going to win. So we just call that highway robbery. R-A-A-B-E-R-Y. Get it? Highway robbery. As in Auntie, never mind. Never mind. Uh, All right. I need need it one more time. Teravine now throws out front. Aho Beckett. He scores! Sebastian Aho ties it at one with 2.23 left in the third period. He's able to make some change to the personnel. As Pesci gets it to Smith, his rocket doesn't get through. Knocked down by Truba. Smith gets the score! In overtime! Ian Cole wins it for the Carolina Hurricanes! And the Canes take game one, two to one! Three minutes and 12 seconds into the extra session! My friend Brian LeBlanc, contributor to Canes Country, former uh, managing editor, man who ran it, uh, now went on to Bigger and Better, but still covers the Canes, uh, and I still have his phone number, uh, and I had to call somebody after that. What, what <laughs> Wait, was that? You, you got you got pretty far in the address book before you got down oh, to Oh, no. Though, I, 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 I have it <laughs> alphabetically starting with the letter Brian. <laughs> I'm just fortunate that, you know, my last name comes right in the middle of the alphabet, so I never have to be first, and I never last. Oh, uh, no, you're first in my book. Seriously, what did what happened to – what was that? Well, I'm not going to go so far as to say they won a game they shouldn't have because the third period was phenomenal, and yeah. they carried that over to into overtime. But on the on the evidence of the first 40 minutes, I mean, they, they looked like a team that had had four days off, and – at this time of year when you've played, you know, this is game number 90 for them this year. You know, you got to keep the legs going and practices are great, but they're not the same as playing a playoff game. And they just looked like they were skating in quicksand for 40 minutes and credit to the Rangers. I mean, they, you can say what you want about Shostyorkin, but he, you know, he, he was good tonight. He was very good and had a couple of really good saves, but that was a defensive clinic by the yeah. Rangers in the first two periods. It was really something to behold. The book was out on the Hurricanes for sure, and credit to the Hurricanes coaching staff—they made the adjustments, and the third period looked like a different team. Yeah, like I, I joked at the beginning of this that I mean, who knows? Hot foot, uh, smelling salts, human sacrifice could have been anything. <laughs> no idea what was said. We we do know that Rod Rod had actually hit on line combinations for the first time all year that I actually think he liked. Mm-hmm. Um, he had basically stayed with them. Now, uh, Stahl, Niederreiter, and Foss have been together since the earth cooled this year. Uh, right. But everything else had kind of been mixed up, and he settled on. He liked Svechnikov, Aho, and Jarvis together. Um, but you know what? In case of emergency, break glass and put Aho and Teravine on the same line. Yeah, and and look what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and to say nothing... Of that third line, and Niederreiter, you know, by all accounts should have scored to yeah. open the scoring Gosh, a few yes. minutes before Ajo tied the game. Um, but, you know, Ajo hit a post not long after that yep. himself. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what you're thinking when you get those three together. And um, and it's, it's obvious what Rod was thinking, trying to keep them apart, because, you know, as we saw in the Boston series, you can only go so far when you're a one-line team, especially when, you, you know, in their case, they didn't have home ice, and that 
played a gigantic role in the outcome of that series. Um, you know, you, you know you've got something when you put Aho and Terrafina together, so why not try to get other wines yep. going, you know, not at the expense of the top line, but desperate times call for desperate measures, and, you know, the Hurricanes desperately needed a swift kick in the pants after 40 minutes, and they certainly got it. Yeah, Aho made the pass. My my dog is a huge Hurricanes fan. Uh, He's or, a huge caniac. Oh. Is well, you good know, friend of ours would say. Is it's really funny. His favorite player is Ian Cole. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even understand. Yeah, who knew? Um, by the way, I have a great Ian Cole. <laughs> shut up, Earl. Great Ian Cole <laughs> note. By the way, did you yeah. know that Ian Cole has now scored his first playoff goal in fifty games today? I'm honestly impressed that he had scored any ever. And his last playoff goal <laughs> came in the, the Stanley Cup Finals. He's about, he's about the last one I would think that would score one in a game like that. Oh, could, no. you, could you imagine? So imagine <laughs> okay. having Ian Cole in, like having wagered on Ian Cole to score in overtime. His first playoff goal in 50. He hadn't scored uh, a goal this year since January 22nd in the blowout loss. Uh, at the Devils, I believe that was his last goal this year. Could you imagine having that? Like, take that ticket to the I window. Mean, we're, we're we're talking plus four digits, right? Oh, five at least. Oh, plus five, five digits. Oh, yes, plus five I mean, digits. But it's like that's like betting on I don't know Larry Mize to win the Masters in twenty twenty two, right? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make me cough here. I'm gonna laugh so hard. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's similar to that. Right, it's it's pretty close to that. Well, you just you never know. You 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 never know. You put a shot on net. Weird things happen on the way in, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. That I thought at first it was a screen. It wasn't a screen. No. It was, you know, just Yerkin would have stopped that puck yeah. had it not changed direction ten feet in front of him. It, and you know, went off a little bit sticking down. That, and those are the types of goals that win playoff games. I mean, you know, you can talk about it all you want, but every year we see a. My own dog is shaking in the background there. Um, every year we see it where a goal that has no business going in, you know, can change the, obviously change the outcome of this game being in overtime, but can change the course of the series. So a bad goal goes in at the wrong time and nothing's the same. And that might be the one for the Hurricanes this year. I mean, that was, that was just, you, you take the shot and see what happens and why not? You know, they, they look like they, you know, they looked like they were allergic to rebounds for the first two periods, but then third, I mean, Ajo scored on his own rebound. And at least they looked like they were a little bit, you know, uh, they were a little bit more positive, I guess, in terms of playing in front of the net. And so obviously that was the message, just get it on net, get someone in front of there and see if you can clean up the garbage. And fortunately, Ryan Lindgren did the job for them. They didn't have to clean up the garbage. He did it on their own. Yeah, you could, Shisterkin just drops his stick. When it goes in, I'm like we did, we did all of this today, and this is how we get beat. Um, yeah. But you know, in in fairness, I want to give credit because that was the, really a very uh, positive shift. And Ian Cole had a lot to do with the extended zone time there. He actually mm-hmm. makes a very patient play with the puck. This is before the goal, um, and he could have just shoved it in the net or just dumped it in the corner. Um, but he kind of, he started bringing the puck down and then he just backed off a little bit to give Trocek a little time and he got the puck to Trocek behind the net. It wasn't Trocek actually. I think it was, uh, it must've been Kokaniemi. 
Um, yeah. It ended, so it just it just kept the cycle going, and then yeah, the puck and, comes and back. I re- right. I remember uh, I remember watching that play develop. I was thinking, why is Ian Cole below the goal, the goal line? So, like of all people. That's the, you know, I, I you know the, the first thought I had, the second thought I had was, God, I hope somebody's covered the point when when right. he's down there because I mean it's, it's one thing if you know D'Angelo or Brady Shea's down there below the goal line cycling the puck, it's uh, very much another if it's Ian Cole down there, and God knows I I was hoping someone was back at the point to you know avert a three on one or something, um, but yeah, that's that's the type of game that they have to play and. You know, one one to eighteen on the roster, they've all got to be able to play that type of game. That's the game that Rob wants them to play, and it's the game that, frankly, they had no interest in playing in the first twenty minutes, forty minutes. And you could see how well that went. I mean, they were, you know, I'll say they weren't lucky to win the game. They were lucky to not be down multiple goals after two periods. So let's talk and about the reason for that, shall let's we? Do that because going into this series, we just talked to Linda Cohn yesterday, and um, even before the playoffs started. Oh, Hurricanes, Bruins, no Freddie Anderson. Gosh, I just don't see it. Like, tell me you don't watch the Hurricanes without tell without telling me <laughs> you don't watch the Hurricanes. Right. Because Ante Ranta, when when needed, has been excellent this year. And in the last his last fifteen starts were actually better than Anderson's last fifteen starts. Uh and they had they had total confidence in his ability to to do his job. Now, one thing they can't count on even today, because we don't know, is whether or not Ronta's going to wake up tomorrow and be healthy. Mm-hmm. Because as Steve Coolius on NHL radio says all the time, and I'm here for it, he's made of paper. And that's that's just what Ronta has been over well, the course of his career. It hasn't been So it's Freddie Anderson to a lesser extent. So I mean you got two goalies that are basically in the same in the same boat and right now it's it's Freddie's number that's up to keep him out of the lineup, and and Ronta's playing out of his mind. I mean, there's even when Freddie comes back, I don't think you. I mean, I don't think he's done. I don't think Ronta's done anything to to lose the crease. Do you? That's a that's a very very difficult conversation to have. Um, but I honestly, but it's one you have to have. Yeah, like I I asked Rod about it today, uh, and he goes, "It's no point having the discussion now because it's not even an option." So right. without, I do believe when Freddie is healthy, he'll go back in unless Auntie Ranta is doing this. Yeah. Right? And as long but, as he keeps doing this, there's no reason to pull right. up. This is, but he's, this is what he's it has the to reason be. they won this game. hundred percent. He was my first star. I, I can't, Mine too. Sta- I can't stand. Look, I love Ian Cole. I am, I, I am driving the Ian Cole bandwagon. He was, I mean, he wasn't the, he wasn't even one of the three best players in this game, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Aho got my third star. Ian Cole got my second star. And Auntie Ranta should have gotten all three stars because he's the only reason this was still viable for them entering the third. Yeah, no question. And, and he's the reason that, that they were able to stay in the Bruin series as to the extent that they were. Um, you know, he was the reason that they that they were able to pull out the game seven win in large part, and yeah, to your to your point about people, you know, telling on themselves for not watching the Hurricanes and paying attention to them, this is what they've done all year. You know, Freddie and Ronta both had you know times where they've just gotten on heaters, and 
Ronta's on one right now for sure. And this isn't the first one he's had this year. No. So, you know, the, they're, they're fortunate to be in a situation where, you know, they're not having, you know, it's not, you know, you're cringing when you submit the lineup card and send Auntie Ronta out there. Uh, he's, he's the first name on the card every night and you got to feel good about that if you're the Hurricanes they certainly you know it gives them the luxury of a having some you know they've got a lot of confidence in the guy that's back there and b they don't have to rush Freddie back from whatever he's dealing with um I mean not that not that they would but I think there's definitely more pressure there if if Ronta's not playing the way he is yeah look I I actually think that they could use Piotr Kachetkov and be fine too um and you know an underlying thing in this game for me, and look, I know Carolina looked anemic, certainly in the first 20 minutes and for most of the first 40 minutes. But the first period was a mess in other ways. It was a puck management mess. It was yeah. a defensive zone coverage mess. Like, they put way too much pressure on Ronta. But with everything that Carolina couldn't do offensively in the second period, like, it wasn't lost on me that they stopped allowing anything. I mean, the yeah, Rangers did. didn't get a bunch of bunch of great chances in the second period. So defensively, at least Carolina tightened up, and they didn't and the need. One thing, the, the one thing that I will say that was good from the start tonight was that they stayed on their discipline. Um, yeah, you know, they only had, I, they only took one penalty. I think both the entire teams. game, right? Both, both teams yeah, took each, one, and and they resulted in a four on four. What two minutes into the game, three minutes in? Yep. So fifty some odd minutes. I mean, they. You, you could have you could have bet your mortgage on that happening, you know, that not happening against the Bruins. I mean, they they were taking penalties left, right, and center in that series, and so clearly the message got through there. And you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna put up a clunker for the better part of two periods, may as well do it at five on five. Don't make sure. your job any more any more difficult than it has to be if you're not on your game. And it gave them the time to find their game, and clearly it was it was enough time and. They did enough defensively, and Ronta specifically, you know, kind of powered it from from the net out. And it's not the way the Hurricanes have won most of their games this year, but it's certainly, you know, they don't ask you how you win them this time of year, and uh, and they they got the job done. This is the kind of win that has staying power because mm-hmm. we know that they didn't play their game. The Rangers played Carolina's game better than Carolina played it. For forty minutes, but when you take when you take this when you take two points out of this, just uh, pretend like it's a regular season game. You take right. two points out of here. This is the kind of thing that stays. Like I, I know Ian Cole said after the game, and uh, you know, he's he's such a good smart guy. He goes, "We didn't come here to win a hockey game." You know they 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 understand they understand that there's way more to give. Um, so, but I, I think this is the kind of game that can kind of stick with you. And I also think it's the kind of game that Sebastian Ajo needed because he'd been offensively kind of quiet since game two. And yeah, he he really had, he really hadn't looked like himself since that, that hit that McAvoy delivered on him in game six. Right. And, you know, and, and you worry a little bit, not that, you know, you're thinking that they're being, you know, they're not being careful sending him out there. I'm not, I certainly don't intend to say that because I know that they are. Um, but even if you're, even if you're healthy enough to play, you may not quite be yourself. And, you know, Ajo and, uh, and 
the latter stages of the of the Boston series clearly was not himself, and he didn't look like himself to start this game. And maybe playing with Pierre Vine reinvigorated him a little bit. I, I mean, it certainly looked like a better, you know, the more familiar version of Sebastian Ajo in the third period and into overtime than he was in the first twenty in the first two periods. But um, you know, the Hurricanes are going to go as far as Sebastian Ajo can take them, and you know, they've got to have a healthy and productive maybe even more so Sebastian Ajo if they're yes. if they have any intention of getting past the Rangers or any team. I mean they're they're you, you can't you can't have your best player be a passenger and uh and Ajo is getting close to that territory and it was good to see him finally come through and yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the kind of goal, you know, a, an effort goal, a rebound goal, one where you you earn the reward uh, that kind of sticks with you. It's not just an excuse me, you know, it's not the in cold goal. It's just, you know, an excuse me deflection. You know, he had to earn that goal. Yep. And that's that's a good sign because that's the Ajo that that's the Ajo they need to have uh, to get out of the series. And and the truth is that line with Tara Vinen on it as opposed to Svechnikov was really good the entire period. Now mm-hmm. the, it Andre still needs to get going. Uh he's been offensively MIA. Uh you know, I know he scored two goals in game six. Uh you know, in Boston that was great. But for the most part, Andre's been missing offensively. They need him going as well. You know, at some point they're going to get uh, to a point where they need the offense and not just the all-around game of Aho and Svechnikov and others. Uh, but those are their two horses. Those are the two guys who sc- are supposed to score the goals. They were the two thirty-goal scorers. Like, I kind of feel like Svechnikov may have gotten off his game a little bit in the Boston series just because of how the of how the series went. I mean, we know that, that Andre's a, he's, he's a tough character and, you know, he's certainly capable of, of delivering big hits. Ask Hampus Lindholm, how that feels. Wow. Um, but when, when he's playing his game, he's using that to, you know, as, as a, as an entryway into the type of game he needs to play. And it almost seemed like he was in, at times in the Boston series, it almost seemed like he was using that as the end itself rather than the means to an end. And when when he's on his game, he's throwing the body around, yes, but he's using that in the service of something else, which we really haven't seen that much of so far in the playoffs. And the Rangers obviously present a different challenge than the Bruins did. And, you know, I think that Andre can probably be a little more assertive in driving to the net and, you know, not you know, not looking around for for a hit necessarily, but using that in service of maintaining possession, keeping a cycle going, that sort of thing. Yep. That's what's been missing from his game in the first round, I thought. And I didn't see much of it tonight, but I think maybe you have to unlearn some of that, and maybe that's what this game was. I, obviously, he's he's a talented player. He's a smart player. He'll he'll get through it. Um, but they definitely need him to be himself, which I don't think he has been for a while. And it may just be a mindset shift that he needs to make in this series that he hasn't quite gotten to yet, and hopefully he'll get there sooner rather than later. Yeah, he, ha- he hasn't had a uh, a lot of success against the Rangers. Ajo has. Ajo had, obviously, the big playoff series in the bubble where he had eight points in the three games. Uh, mm-hmm. Ajo had seven points against the Rangers in the four-game series this year, he has the goal tonight. Seth Jarvis has been very good. He has four points in uh, his brief career against the Rangers. We, uh, he had an assist tonight. 
so Tro- Trocek has also been good. Uh, Brady Shea's got a bunch of assists, uh, but I mean that's you're not necessarily looking for Brady Shea to be filling up the score sheet. Uh, although he he did have a heater of about three weeks earlier this year, uh, but if Aho can get going offensively, uh, it's a carryover, and they need yeah. him. They need his offense a lot. Like I thought, he played a really good game seven against Boston without being dangerous offensively. I just thought he played a very good uh, defensive game, and I think he was great tonight. One of the things that uh, I, I know they talked about it on the broadcast, uh, which was uh, which was interesting to see, was how how much Carolina dominated in the faceoff circle against mm-hmm. the uh, the Rangers tonight. Like yeah, they, they, this was this was a this was a quietly good defensive game for the Hurricanes. I know everybody after the first, on, yes. Yeah, I mean the the issues they were having were in puck possession, which isn't really defending. And even in the first period, I mean, they were they were pretty good defensively. There were a few breakdowns. Ronta had to save them a few more times than I think anyone really would have liked to have seen. But, you know, the Ajo line was up against Chris Kreider most of the night. That's a 50-goal score and, you know, was nowhere to be found for them. I mean, granted, a lot of those come out of the power play, and they didn't have, but what, 30 seconds worth of power play time tonight. Yeah. So that helps. But... You know, this was this wasn't just Jordan Stahl's line shutting down the opposition's top unit. This was a it was it was a quietly effective defensive performance. I think it might have been overshadowed a little bit by how sloppy they were in other aspects of the game. Puck possession, you know, dumb turnovers, you know, one that led directly to the Rangers' goal. Um, you know, that's the type of yeah. stuff that that's not really defending per se. Um, but it's it's more the offensive, you know, just some offensive shakiness. Uh, but defensively, I mean, they there there were there were some fumbles for sure. I mean, there were a couple of of bailouts that Ronta had to had to maneuver through. But other than that, you know, this was you know the 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 big guns for the Rangers were kept off the score sheet. So at the end of the day, you did what you're what you needed to do. And, you know, if you can do that more often than not, you're probably going to win. And, yeah, they probably pulled it out tonight, but they managed to do it. And, you know, they're up one nothing, and no one really cares how they got there at this point. Yeah, they, uh, Canes won 59% of their face-offs. Uh, they won the face-off battle against the Rangers. Uh, all four, Well, three of the four times, and the, uh, the one other time it was 50-50. So um, Rangers are not a good face-off team. The Hurricanes are... The Rangers are not a good puck possession team. The Hurricanes are. Rangers were actually, in in terms of high danger chances for and against, the Rangers were 26th in the NHL at 5-on-5 in creating, in percentage of high danger chances. Uh, The Hurricanes were second. So, keep that up. Keep that up. Uh, All right, any, uh, any parting shots? Even though uh, I probably have to pay a royalty now to sports reporters, yeah, that's okay. Shows off the air; it's it's open for the taking. It is it is um, off the air, thankfully. <laughs> it was good in, back um, in the day. I'm not knocking it for what it was historically. It was a great show. It it like we it have it to have more it, than it Mike Lupica. Time. It outlived its time. De- definitely, gotta have more than Mike Lupica yeah. and who is that Frodo dude? From Detroit. Oh, uh, yeah, him. Yeah, Tuesdays with Maury. You yeah. got to have somebody other than that guy. Well, my, my, my parting shot here is that this 
uh, podcast is available in all 50 states and not just North and South Carolina and Virginia. So there you go. <laughs> Feel free to listen to it anywhere just, you are. Just took a shot at the Hurricanes geofencing tickets. That's amazing. No, not, I, I didn't take it out. It was more of a shot at Howie Rose. And speaking of the Mets, did you see that Scherzer pulled himself in the middle of an at-bat tonight? I, I did. So are, are you trying to hurt me here? What are you doing? No, I'm just saying, you know, you, 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 come, you come at the Hurricanes and bad things happen. Well, look. Howie Rose throws shade at the Hurricanes' ticket policies. Next start, their, their ace pulls himself in the middle oh, wait. of an at-bat. Harry, Howie saying. Rose was talking about it during the game? Not during no, he wasn't talking about it during the game, but he was on Twitter barking about it the other oh, okay. day. Come on. Come on. Come on, Adam, you gotta keep up. Man. I don't follow Howie Rose on Twitter. I just I, I, I just don't, I don't either, but it's just because I didn't hear about it. My wife gives me trouble all the time. You're not on TikTok, but you certainly know all the videos. I'm like, Well, everybody posts them on Twitter. How can I miss them? Gosh. Uh look I I, I don't blame the Hurricanes for doing that. But I also don't think they have to do that. And by the way, it's not about keeping Rangers fans uh, out of the arena. Because the Rangers fans all live in freaking Cary. Yeah. And the ones that don't live in like Wake Forest. Right. So it's not about that. No, Uh, of course not. I don't don't think it's necessary, but it also doesn't. You know, I'm not bent out of shape over it. You know, whatever. It's the playoffs. Dumb stuff like this happens all the time. You know, we've all we've all been here before. I'm not. I I have the same opinion of this as Daryl Sutter does on in-game interviews. And if you saw him during the first period, Daryl Sutter. The, uh, oh my God! I mean, uh, Greg Greg Popovich looked at that interview and was like, "Well done, sir." <laughs> it was oh. a, it was a sight to behold. Daryl Sutter, what a thing! All By right, the way, well, we, Cal- Calgary's legit. They didn't oh, waste yeah, any time. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, they're they're up against the goalie. It's not Jake Ottinger, so you know this. This may this might be a short series. Two goals yeah. in the first minute of the game on three shots. Uh, yeah, I thought Edmonton might steal game one. That's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. So all right, righty, sir. You are uh, you are the best. You're my favorite, Brian LeBlanc. Yeah. The only room in this world for one. So I appreciate that. Well, I'll talk to you very soon, my friend. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, right, Adam. Talk soon. So game one in the books, Hurricanes win it two to one. I know there are probably some of you who about midway through the third said, you know what? I'm going to go wash my hair. I'm going to go feed the cat. I'm going to go fold some laundry. And you shut it off and went to bed. And you're waking up today and you're popping in the Canes Corner podcast available wherever you get your podcast because you're smart because you follow the podcast. So it shows up automatically wherever you get your podcast. And you go, eh, let me just listen to what Gold had to say about a one nothing loss. And lo and behold, it's a win. How about that? 2-1 in overtime. Ian Cole, your game winner. Sebastian Ajo's third of the postseason makes it 1-1. About two and a half minutes left. Unreal. Auntie Ranta, 27 saves. 933 save percentage. In seven postseason games. 9.33 save percentage for Auntie Ronta. Yep. Yep. Take your time, Freddie. Come back healthy. Come back strong. We're going to need you. Right now, Auntie Ronta is doing okay. All right, we got to go. 
We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Go check it out online, aluminumcompany.com. Siding, roofing, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, they've got it all. Make your home more beautiful and more energy efficient. Aluminumcompany.com. Game two, Friday night, 8 o'clock start, a little later. So uh, the overtime will take us maybe toward midnight. I kid. I kid. Have a good one. one nothing. Canes in the series. See you Friday night. Tara Vining now throws it out front. Aho Beckett. He scores! Sebastian Aho ties it at one with 2.23 left in the third period. He's able to make some change to the personnel. As Pesci gets it to Smith, his rocket doesn't get through. Knocked down by Truba. Smith gets the score! In overtime! Ian Cole wins it for the Carolina Hurricanes! And the Canes take game one, two to one! Three minutes and 12 seconds into the extra session! This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.